Hey guys, Joe here from Modern Heathen, man. I wanted to tell you about this great new place that I found. It's a really safe place for heathens of all walks. Um, it's called the International Satru Foundation. They have their own social network platform called the Roots of Yggdrasil. And the International Satru Foundation is an organization that is dedicated to the preservation, growth, and advancement of Germanic paganism. They build networks, share knowledge, and gather in pursuit of common goals. As an organization, they operate at the kindred level and encourage you to explore and ask questions throughout that time frame. Their vision is easy. It's heathens from every walk of life working together for a common goal. The reveal and continued practice of Germanic paganism for everyone worldwide. The things that they're doing are really exciting. They strive to help you understand heathenry better and the different paths of heathenry and Germanic paganism. They educate the public about the faith. They gather to share knowledge, build reputable resources for learning, and work towards common goals set by the community itself. They're working on starting a whole school program to make very good educated Gothi, and working on a program specifically for our warriors. Everyone is free to walk their paths as he or she wills, but I'm telling you, this is the greatest place to go. It's a safe haven for heathens. If you're tired of all that Facebook banter and getting banned and going to Facebook jail all the time, they have their own social media network where you're safe to talk about heathenry all day long with other heathens. They're really specific on who they let in there, and it's only heathens talking with heathens. That's all there is to it. So go ahead and check it out. Their address is asatru.org with the real spelling with the hashtags above the A and the U. So make sure to go ahead and check them out, and uh, hopefully we'll see you join there, the International Satru Foundation. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Modern Heathen Man. Today I'm sitting here with my wife, Kelly. Hello. A new friend, John. Hello. Our old friend, Austin. Hello. And Jackie's hiding out somewhere in the back. And we have a non-Asatru person named Carrie here today. What about me? Say hello, Carrie. What about me? And we have my son who's shy as always, but now he's I'm yelling, what shy. about me? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. What do you want to talk about today, I Kelly? I don't know. What should we talk about? <laughs> Let's talk about the new upcoming holiday is... Samhain. Samhain. Winter Nights. Winter, no, Winter Nights is later, but anyway. No, that's this is this one. Winter Nights. No, Friday I like to argue with you on. Well, I I know, you argue with me on all of them. I love it. Yeah, right. Anyway, what do you do for your Samhain? What do I do for mine? Yeah, your Winter Nights. A lot. I go trick or treating with the kids. I yeah. Usually take a day off of work and do some sort of ritual during the school while they're in school, so I doesn't get disturbed. You better spray. What do you do for your Winter Nights, John? Besides cuddle up with a nice book under the covers and hope that winter's over soon. Usually I'm the one running around outside in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt thinking the guys that winter's here. Oh, okay. See, we're lucky. We're from the south, so winter for us is not winter for the rest of the world. You have to remember that our ancestors at this point were having more and more darkness consistently and learning to deal with the greater and greater darkness as it comes. That's why Winter Nights is called Winter Nights because it begins the long, cold time of darkness when they weren't able to do anything. Um, yesterday, Iceland got its first snowfall of the year, so it was nice. Yeah, On they got Leif Erikson Day. On Leif Erikson Day. Ooh, yeah. What did Jackie and Austin do for their Winter Nights? The holiday, sow and winter nights. You don't know? <laughs> <laughs> Austin's 
instead of blood orgy. Yes, okay. So orgy. Watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. You, they watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. That's their yeah. heathen celebration of Winter Nights is the Nightmare Before Christmas with Santa Claus and all them more, fake more Christian. Cinder Claus. Yeah. Wasn't Santa Claus Odin anyway? Yes. Yes. So yes. he has eight tiny reindeers for the eight hooves of Slepnir and Yeah. 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 Uh, he has two awesome eyes though. Oh, yeah. so. so anyway, so we're going to talk a little bit about Winter Nights and Samhain and what we all do for that. So we come back, um, we'll talk about that. Please enjoy the uh, promo for the heathen business that's going to be on here, and we'll be right back. everyone, Joe here with Modern Heathen Man. I want to tell you guys about something really cool. I wanted to buy my wife something really nice. And one of the things I wanted to do was buy directly from a heathen shop or a heathen artisan. So I wanted to buy her something that she could use, that she would enjoy. Something that she could relax with and really get into. And I found this great place called Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs. They're on Facebook under Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs. And they have a wonderful assortment of different bath bombs of different shapes and colors, from stars to hearts to ghosts to even little skeletons that my wife really likes. One of the best things they have is a bunch of different smells. They have a lemon or a lemonade, rose, sandalwood, lavender, peppermint, sweet orange, creamy nutmeg, coconut, green apple, Belize, which is they call dark beach, which is really good, blackberry amber, sweet honeysuckle, pineapple, and many, many more, not to mention an assortment of colors. So if you'd like to get some bath bombs, go ahead and check them out at Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs, or you can actually go ahead and email her at redsnightmare29 at gmail.com, R-E-D-S-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E 29 at gmail.com. So go ahead and check them out. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. So welcome back to Modern Heathen Man. I'm Joe, here with Kelly again. Hello. John. Hello. Austin. Hello. And Jackie. Hi. And the silent one who doesn't want to talk. Hello. That's right. And my I'm son who's supposed to be sitting down reading a book. He's actually reading Magnus Chase right now, but for some reason he doesn't want to read it. I want to be in the podcast too. Either way. So we're talking about our holiday plans and we're talking about winter nights. And what we're going to do for Samhain. One of the things we did last year was we had a dumb feast for Samhain. Remember that, Kelly? Yeah, that was awesome. We yeah. Fun. Explain the dumb feast. So, I don't know if they can hear me because I'm way over here. So I don't know. Can you Ooh. hear me? Step on a veggie stick. Um, so, a dumb feast is a celebration of the ancestors where you don't talk while you're eating. You eat something that's... Um, specific to like your culture or your family or your ancestors um so last year we made like a pasta salad and potato candy and what else i think it was something chicken yeah some kind of chicken well, we made this whole like thing and nobody ate like it was actually part of the ceremony where nobody ate while we were eating and nobody talked <laughs> while we were eating and it was kind of a way to like for everybody to think about their ancestors and their family it was right. really cool. We had a good time, and 
It was something that not every, nobody had done before except for us on our own family level. So it was really something new for everybody else to experience, too. So Jackie and Austin, you guys being a brand new married couple, getting ready to start your little family together, are you guys planning on doing any new family traditions for yourselves to start the, the year off right? I'm not a hundred percent sure. TV I mean, I'm, is every Sunday. TV is every Sunday. Oh, Saturday. <laughs> it got changed. Welcome to the marriage tradition. <laughs> this is true. And this is why I'm not married yet. Uh, I am not a hundred percent sure yet. Okay. So in my family, we try to celebrate Samhain. Samhain is one of those times where you also remember the people that have gone on before you, remember your ancestors and those people that formed those things that make you who you are today. Um, those people that had great impact in your life, those people that made you the person you are today for the good. And you remember them by honoring them and visiting them and doing some other stuff. It also falls on the secular, I don't know if you want to call it a holiday, of Halloween and All Hallows' Eve where, you know, the spirits walk the earth and the veil is thin at that time and you want to scare all the spooks and stuff away. Now, my, my wife and Jackie, I know, love Halloween. Um, so they really get involved in the Halloween spirit. But again, that could also be the Samhain um, spirit because, you know, those spirits that are walking around those things that people want to scare away are those people that help form their lives and for us that's the ancestors that's the warriors that have gone on that come back and visit us and help us through our days we do our meditation and we want to focus on them and ask them for help throughout our our days so with that said john do you have any traditions that you do being a heathen for as long as you've been i haven't been a heathen very long i know but um, do you have any traditions not yet um still learning a lot of it okay. and still trying to figure out what traditions I want to incorporate into my my holidays as they come up. Right. Um, I know that Halloween as commercial as version of it is known as um, usually I'll go to a Halloween party or whatever but I don't usually do much of dressing up. It's usually I buy a set of fangs from the Halloween store, put them in, and be done with it. Gotcha. Go as a, a furry little werewolf because I've got the hair, the beard, and everything. So it works out in my favor. Um, other than that, the biggest thing we do is my niece absolutely loves Halloween. So we, we dress her up and everything, and we take her trick-or-treating. Gotcha. Um, but other than that, I mostly just enjoy, like, the decorations, all the horror movies that come on, and everything. That that's usually my tradition. Is I I'll sit there and watch a whole bunch of different like horror movies and scary movies and things like. So that. So you subscribe to the secular, uh, you know, Halloween kind of thing that goes on. Because um, you haven't had a chance to do many of the the heathen stuff. So I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying it meanly. I'm just saying that's what you that's what you spend your time doing. Mostly yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So with that said, you know, it, it's our chance to. And I, and I always talk about this, is our chance to invite new people in to show them the things that we believe in and to begin to make our path a little more accessible to those around us that don't understand what we believe in or how we do our things. So Samhain is a really good chance because they're already in that celebratory mood where they're throwing the Halloween party and throwing the Halloween this and taking the kids trick-or-treating. And we can add to that by 
you know, inviting them out to like a bloat or a sumble where we honor our ancestors and really do something for them and let them see what we're about and how we do our stuff. So that's a good opportunity for that. And, you know, just think about that in your next Halloween party. I mean, have a Halloween party, have fun if that's what you do. It's all, you know, whatever. But try to incorporate something heathen into it where maybe in your middle of your Halloween party, you say everybody dresses up like Vikings this year and we're going to have a sumble and pass around the horn and enjoy some mead rather than some punch. You know, it might be pretty cool. Just an idea, either way. Some of the other things that we can do um, for Samhain. Any ideas, Kelly? Um, yeah, we, we one year did the traditional turnip jack-o'-lantern rather than yeah. pumpkin. That came out pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was pretty funny. Yeah, um, and one of the things I like to do that I've done with the boys for the past few years is one of my favorite Halloween specials is um, the Halloween tree with... Um, it's got the voice of Leonard Nimoy in it and stuff, and it's an old story written by Ray Bradbury, but they did an animated... Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> it's really cool because it teaches you the history of the holidays. Right. And I think it's really important to understand where we get our Halloween costumes from, where our traditions come from. So it takes you back to the Feast of the Dead from ancient Egypt. It takes you to Notre Dame Cathedral where you're seeing the gargoyles. The... Um, witches of Stonehenge in England and things like that. So you're getting to see why you dress up as these characters, why you dress up like this, why we celebrate this, and why it's not supposed to be scary, but more honorable and, and more of an honor thing than anything else. It's just a really, really cool little cartoon. So if you happen to find it, that's one of my favorite things to teach the kids about. Gotcha. One of my favorite things to do around this time of year, especially being from Pennsylvania and the Northern End was uh, bonfires. Yeah. I used to always enjoy sitting around the bonfire around this time, drinking some cider and having a good time. And with as much as that is normal for everybody in the Pennsylvania area, we don't realize how connected that is to our heathen heritage. Um, gathering around the fire, drinking the apples of Idun that were just harvested and pressed for us. Um, a lot of times they would use cider instead of mead and hard cider. And we have mulled cider back in Pennsylvania. So with those German roots that are there, we would really grab onto that and use that throughout that time. That was one of the most favorite things that I had, um, being from Pennsylvania and enjoying that type of thing. So when we come back, we're going to talk about our kids and heathenry and what we can do with them during the winter nights or Samhain time of year, um, how we can get them into the Halloween spirit or the Samhain spirit when we do that. So listen to this promo for another heathen business. I want to thank you guys for joining us, and we'll be right back. Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard, and I was looking around and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, so in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful heathen place called Beast Curiosities. Now, they don't just offer beard oil. They have quite a few different products available through them. Um, you definitely want to go ahead and check them out at BeastCuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite. I tried Tears Loyalty. And I tried, give me one second, Yord's Wilderness. 
All of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell. And other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they tried really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's going to do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products so they got the great one together and they call it their magical beard oil i will tell you it is magical it smells great even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours my beard still smelled great and felt great so with that said i'm going to tell you to go ahead and check them out again they're not only beard oil but beast curiosity is a place you want to go beastcuriosities.com you can also email him and check out his products at beast at beastcuriosities.com. They have a Twitter account at BS Curiosities, and you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash beastcuriosities. You definitely want to go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. We are back, and I want to thank you for joining us. As my wife tells my son to go in the bedroom and cry because we're making him read his book to catch up on his AR points, and he's crying about it. But either way, that's the life of being a parent. So speaking of which, being a parent, let's talk about being a parent during the Halloween times, Samhain times, or winter nights times. Um, a lot of times as heathens, we struggle to how to get our children into the involvement of the activity that we're doing because... We sometimes believe that most of the activity we're doing involves drinking or you know having a good time as adults, but we really need to start involving our children more into what we do because our children are the future of heathenry, and if they're not involved in it, they won't be heathens in the future. Pretty cut and dry. So one of the things that we do is we try to make our kids, um, like my older son will have him do the um, hallowing of the hall, and we'll have them each get the horn and say something each time. I know a lot of times they don't want to do it because they feel weird about doing it, but we try to get them involved where they want to go ahead and say something um, during the, the sun bolt or anything else. They don't have to drink the meat if they don't want to. They don't do anything like that, but we at least give them the horn. They say something, and it goes on. Even if they just say, Hail the gods, and it moves on, it makes them part of it. It makes them join in, and it makes them feel as if they are well, part of it. Want to he always blows the horn at the beginning yes, of the, the to let everybody know we're starting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that smells good. <laughs> so that's what we do. Um, other parents can do other things. Um, you know, of course, we want them in the Halloween spirit. We want them to feel as part of Halloween as they are because that's what their friends are doing. I mean, most of their secular friends are enjoying Halloween, enjoying dressing up in costumes. So we, of course, let them join in in that and have a good time with that. So, Jackie, when you have kids, or your kids now, have you involved them in anything um, heathen for the holidays? Uh, Letha. Uh-huh. We, I, I taught her, uh, instead of Christmas, how it is Yule. Yule. And the, the difference. Right. And she's still young, but she, she the small gist of it. She, you know, she's going to expect potato candy at Yule this oh, year. Oh, yes, she is. <laughs> Uh, Anthony as well started to ask questions as a 
Oh, I celebrated you once. Yeah, I was gonna say. I remember when you were at the um, at the thing at Disney. He started asking questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He started to wonder more, so I have talked to him somewhat about it. What we've started doing is giving Yule gift presents instead of Christmas presents. Yeah. So we've started doing the tradition a couple days before. Um, we still give them Christmas presents, you know, as you know, the main gift comes on Yule, and they'll get a small gift on Christmas because. The kids will go back to school and their friends will be like, oh, what did you get for Christmas? And they'll say, oh, for Yule, I got da-da-da-da-da. For Christmas, I got da. Right. And John, how about you? I know you have kids. Do you involve them in uh, any heathen stuff? Um, I haven't had the opportunity to yet. Uh, okay. My kids do live in another state. Uh-huh. So they stay with their mom um, and stepdad. Okay. Which her side of the family is... Christian, right? So they do involve them in a lot of the Christian activities, like actual Christmas and attending church on a weekly basis. Mass and stuff, yes, right? Mass. Yes. Gotcha. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to sit down with them and do things like that yet, because I'm still learning it myself, and I don't want to teach them incorrectly. Right. I gotcha. So okay. it's gonna be one of those things that once I'm more involved myself and I've learned more. Do what? Well versed? Yes. When I'm better versed in it, I'm going to eventually sit down. When they get to that age, I want, I want to sit down with them. It's like, look, this is the way your mother was raised. And I was raised that way as well. Right. But I want to sit down with them and tell them, it's like, look, you don't have to choose what we want you to choose. Right. You can choose to be Christian, heathen, right. Jewish, Hindu. It, it's your choice. So... We we want to teach them that, and right. the, and, and that brings up a very important point. We want to get them informed decisions as well. Right. I was gonna say that brings up a very important point. Like our son has been, um, you know, going to church more because his friends do that, and he wants to be with his friends. So he's been attending church more. We don't hinder him from that. We want him to make his own decision based on what he feels is right. Mm. So he joins us with our heathen stuff and he also joins his friends on Sundays and Tuesday nights at the local church and he goes there. That's Letha. Letha went to church one day I got told and they were singing and after she got done singing I guess it started to thunder and she said out loud, you hear Thor beating his hammer? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. He's beating up the giant. That or Loki crossed the line again. There you go. So I I teach my son that everybody's belief system is valid to them. Because that's what they believe in. They believe that to be true. Just like our belief system is valid to us, their belief system is valid to them. Um, They're going to encounter people in the world that take their belief system and use it against them or decide that it's not as valid as their own, but they just have to take those people in stride and understand that they don't know any better. So, you know, we we respect the Christians like the Christians respect us. Our older son went with his real father, Joe's stepfather. Our older son went with his his father um, for a week over the summer, and he wore his Thor's hammer to go with his dad the whole week, and they went to church and stuff, and he's the lone heathen sitting in the church. Yep. You know, everybody's asking his dad, what's that all about? He said, like, that's what he believes. Right, yeah. So when I was in Arkansas, the the girl I was dating at the time, very devout Christian, Southern Baptist, and I made her a promise. I would go to church with her, her mom, and her grandmother one day. I did. But I still had my hammer on, and I I was... 
Yeah, and that's I all I did. I dress shirt on and I have respect for everyone around right. me. I kept it in my shirt. But the minute I walked out, it was I, right back outside. It was right back out of that's my right. shirt. I hardly ever keep it in my shirt except for at work because I would do work around machinery. Right. So other than that, my hammer hangs out proudly mm -hmm. for everyone to see, and I don't right. try to hide any of it. One of the big things I do is, uh, you know, we, we have Christian friends, obviously, because we're in and Alabama. Family. Right, and Christian family. We consistently invite them to our blokes and stuff so they can see we're not like naked people dancing around a bonfire praising Baphomet because, you know, we don't have. There's nothing wrong with that because we have No, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying that. That's what they think. a bonfire sounds fun and dangerous at the same time. <laughs> and only, only if there involves fireworks, my friend. Now it's fun. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the fact that you and I are not. Uh, opposed to having hair on our body. No, no. <laughs> well, whether, I'm opposed or not, whether I'm opposed or not, I have no choice. It's well, there. Well, because you and I were a little bit hairier than some. Right. Just being around the fire, butt naked, can be kind of dangerous. Yeah, that's why we dance around it, because we're yeah. just trying to keep it evenly heated. Yeah, evenly yeah. Right. yeah keep the areas that have no hair right. warmed up. Right. So with that said... <laughs> On you that doesn't have any hair? Yes. Right there. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the palm of his hands and yes. the bottom of his feet. That's right. I don't right. even know about that because he's kind of a hobbit. I'm not no, a hobbit. Talk about the feet. The I know. Oh, so I have this. You guys understand this is going out to like 4,000 people, right? Yeah. I'm okay. fine with it. So I have this small patch of hair at the bottom of my neck. Right. That is the only hair on my back. Nice, nice. And my I look, I look is... like a silverback gorilla. <laughs> yeah. He really yeah. does. He really does. Wait, can we start calling him the great silverback now? I gave him a gift like early yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like, As, a As a companion. As a companion. You know the gorilla's gonna take my spot in the bed now, Austin, right? <laughs> All right, people. So you don't understand how big this gorilla is. This thing is probably as big as me, this gorilla. It's ridiculously huge. Wait, is this huge. the gorilla you scared Jackie with in the car? Yes, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> yeah. That took yeah. up her whole seat? Yeah. yeah. And then some? Yeah. Yep. didn't fit. I almost couldn't shut the door. See, it's oh, very, it's very big. But either way, so we want to involve our children in doing things with uh, heathenry, and we want to involve them, especially when it comes time to um, do part of the things for the ceremonies and stuff as much as we can. And in doing that, we invite them in. We would invite our friends and family, and like I keep saying consistently, so they could see the things that we do and how we do it, so they don't think that we're just hokey people doing weird stuff in the corners and in the dark, because those are the things that most people shy away from if we're doing things in the dark and in secret. So the more open we can get, the more open we'll be, and the more accepted we'll be. With that said, um, listen to this uh, promo here for a friend of mine that does woodworking called um, Odin's Beard Woodworking. He has some great gods, some great altars and stuff that you can use to travel along with you when you're with your friends or doing stuff in smaller settings that you can actually show people. They fit in little like matchbox things. They're really cool. Anyway, listen to that promo and we'll be right back. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard 
working. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Carves everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small DD poles of five to six inches for $40. Seven to eight inches for $45. Nine to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hamdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Scotty, Sif, Air, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Once again, we're back, and I want to thank you all for joining us and taking the time to um, join us for Modern Heathen Man. Um, this episode, we're talking about Samhain, Winter Nights, the new, um, not new, the age-old holidays coming up. Um, so we're talking about what we do with our kids, how we invite some friends to it, um, what we actually do for it. This would be a really good time if you are not into it and you haven't actually gotten into it and you want to get into it. This would be a really good time for you to begin to learn to make your own mead. Um, the cooler weather's coming. You don't have to worry about phenolic overtones in it. You don't have to worry about it being too hot to start fermenting. And it's a great way to connect with being heathens. It makes wonderful gifts for Yule for the following year because you're going to have to let it sit for a year. But it's a really good time to actually get into the beginnings of mead making and just make a traditional mead. Um, well, and if you start it now, you have time to make hard cider over the next few weeks to yeah. be ready for salmon or that time of year, yeah. which is a really good alternative to mead as well. Yeah, I have a really good hard cider recipe that I'll give you right here, right now. It's a, it's a gimme. It's one of the easiest recipes you'll ever want to make. What you do is you're going to take uh, two and a half gallons of regular cider, you're gonna pour it into a bucket. Wow. You're gonna put um, three pounds of sugar in with it. You're gonna mix the whole thing. You're gonna pitch your yeast into it. I just use regular champagne yeast. You're gonna let it ferment in that bucket with a lid and an airlock for two weeks. Come back at the end of two weeks, you're gonna add two and a half gallons of fresh cider to that. Put the whole thing into actual bottles. Cap the bottles, put the bottles away for one week. Take them out, put them in your fridge. And when you open those up, you'll have some wonderful, great tasting, sweet hard cider that you can enjoy for a long time. As long as you keep them in the fridge, they won't keep fermenting, but you'll have some great hard cider. So that's my recipe for hard cider. I don't know if you can even mess that up, so. Well, with that said, I wanna ask. Uh, you hear people talking about making things like ciders and mm -hmm. the, the meats. Where do you store the buckets when you're letting them ferment? Do you? I'm assuming you don't refrigerate them, but do you no. just store them inside the house? As yep, just put the lid on, the put them in a corner. The darkest yep. place you've got in your yep. house. And if you refrigerate it, you'll stunt the process. Right. Yeah, so okay. that's how, like, um, when you're making a um, lager, 
This is why lager has a really heavy, meaty taste to it. It's because it's fermented at a very low degree. It's usually about 65 degrees is where they ferment lager. That's what gives it that color. That's what gives it that flavor because they stint that growth of that yeast. They slow it down that the yeast is staying on the liquid longer and it ferments for a lot longer time period. And that's what gives it that more of a bite, more of a meaty okay. flavor. Yeah. So you could, you're saying you could basically just pour all this into like a about a five gallon bucket. Yep, you're gonna put two and a half gallons, fill it with two and a half gallons, yeah, let it pitch the yeast into it. And you can possibly put it, if you have space under like a bathroom or a kitchen counter where yep. as long as it's dark and cool. I wouldn't do it in the bathroom because you're gonna get the steam from your showers or something yeah. that's gonna fluctuate the temperature yeah. too much. But yeah, under a kitchen sink or um, in the, like in a closet. A closet a is a great place. Yeah, a pantry's a, pantry's a great, great place. place. Yep, yep. So we, we actually have this little, in our house, a little like, washer dryer cut out nope. thing yeah and we don't have a washer and dryer right now so what we've done is we've taken that and turned it into the brewery closet yep so, so that there. worked out really well for us and it, like we have little shelves in there and stuff for different yep. levels of stuff so we actually have that which worked out perfectly yep. for us but like i said with the cooler weather here now you don't have to worry about it um, fermenting really fast on you or going bad really quick because of the fermentation being too fast because of the heat yeah. you want a nice even fermentation we're we're still cooling our homes we're still keeping them but it's a lot easier now on the air conditioner so you don't we're not running the problem where it's not at that degree that you want it to be. Yeah. So it's a good time to really get into it. Um, it'll make the no. stuff nice and mellow. By the time the warm weather comes, it'll actually be done fermenting and it'll just be aging after that point. But like the hard cider that I just gave you guys before takes, you know, a total of three weeks to make. Three weeks to make. Yeah. 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 So and even if it's not ready in time for it'll be ready. It'll carbonate and everything for you in the bottles right there. There you go. Yep. So it'll be ready for you definitely. Okay. So but with that said, so get your friends out, get some people out. I mean, this hard cider, like I said, will take three weeks. By the time you're ready for Yule, you'll have a nice hard cider to, to go around for everybody, to fill your horns with and enjoy your time together. It'll also give you an opportunity to share a hobby with your friends that you're you're going to like to make and stuff. So, Or not. I mean, you'll end up keeping it for yourself. The first time I made the cider, I kept it all for myself. So yeah. Yeah. this ain't going to nobody. You got a little stingy with it. That's right. I got a little stingy with you it. You always but... get a little stingy with it. You don't want anybody else to have it. Well, I don't drink it, so my no, wife will just drink I, it on I me. Will. So I'll yeah, drink it all, yeah. That's what will end up happening. Yeah, it'll take me about six months, but I'll drink it all. Yeah, yeah, see? Well, I'm sorry, I'm going to visit. I'll help you with it. All right. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, get ready for that. Then our next um, conversation will be talking a little bit about Yule and prepping for Yule and the time that goes along with Yule. Lots of stuff going on for Yule, um, lots of recommendations. Really great time to invite your friends. And I mean, they're always in that festive spirit anyway, going from place to place, visiting people. So it's a good opportunity to um, get them out. So, Austin, would you like to add anything while you're back there cutting that meat up? I'm the master of the meat. He is the master of the meat. So, Austin in and Jackie. More ways than one. Yeah. Austin and Jackie are having us over for dinner. They invited us over. This They're making to be a, a great stew. I know. They're making it. He turned anything more like by. a gumbo. More like a gumbo that he's making. So yeah. So they're making a little gumbo back there. No shrimp, right? No. Okay. No, just, just I have gumbo. gout, so I can't have shrimp. So you can't put shrimp in gumbo yeah. and call it gumbo. At that point, he calls it stew. Okay. Well, he's from Mississippi, so in the bayous down there. So I guess he knows. I don't. I'm from Pennsylvania. To me, you just throw everything in a pot and boil it, and it's an Irish stew. So, whatever. There we go. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but I put a roux in there. Did you add potatoes to it? No. See, no that, that, so that's not Irish. See, that's why we, we exactly. differ. Yeah. So, there you go. Either way, 
It sounds good. It smells good. I will say that. Oh, I wish you could oh, smell that. Yeah, Carrie, the silent one, would you like to add anything? <laughs> nope. Nope. So, nope. do you have anything to add, Kelly, before we go? I think I'm good. John, you want to add anything before we go? I think I said everything I might have on my mind today. Jackie, you? No. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for joining me for Modern He the Man today and all of our friends here. Uh, Kelly and I are traveling here. We're down in Florida because her sister had an accident, got sideswiped by some surgeon or something. I don't know. Anyway, so, oh, tree surgeon, that's right, tree surgeon. So, with all that said, the scalpel wasn't too good. With a plaid blanket on the Yeah, with a very plaid, kilty type blanket on this car. So, I don't know what that was all about either. But, either way, we're visiting her, helping her recover from that. And the person you don't hear the whole time, or do hear, I don't know, is my little niece over there, Miss Dakota, who's now smiling at me and happy because she thinks she's getting talked about in the air, so... Either way, I want to thank you all for joining us from Mighty He the Man. I want to wish you all a happy Samhain, a happy winter night. Um, hail to you for listening to us. I want to become better heathens. Hail to the gods for allowing us to bring this to you. And uh, hail to all those that joined me here tonight. Hail. 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 And uh, thank you, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. We'll find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day.